record. So hey, uh, for once this podcast is in fact recorded in front of a live studio kitty cat. Tiny Orange, uh, aka Cammy, is around here somewhere, and there's a good chance that she'll jump up and attempt to lick my head, which is uh, very cute, slightly annoying, and hilarious to anyone who happens to watch this happen. I, I can testify. It's yep. it's pretty hilarious. The other thing is that while we're not going to go into anything explicit, uh, this podcast is rated PG-13-ish, we swear, um, and occasionally we edge into adult topics, but nothing nothing too... too explicit i uh, i saw the this described as pervasive language pervasive language yes in a rating on at a movie theater it was rated r for pervasive language which i assume means that you say fuck a lot more than you do get to in a pg-13 yeah i would expect so uh that all being said um welcome to productivity alchemy episode um i believe we're on episode nine hey yeah i know right so, um, let me look at my planner and verify that that, that is, in fact, where we are. Because I've been writing down week by week. Um, yeah, episode 9. Um, uh, and uh, episode 10 will be out probably after we come back from Finland for Worldcon. Uh, unless I score a massively good interview uh, while we're there. And I'm just like, hey guys, here's this great interview I had. And post it from... Finland or wherever. Uh, no, you're going to score some massively great interviews, but you are not using hotel Wi-Fi to post those. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so there's all that. Uh, so I expect we should have some good stuff for you coming up in about uh, uh, two weeks after this. Yes. Uh, because uh, we leave for Iceland and then Finland and Worldcon and the Hugo Award ceremonies. Uh, my Wombat test subject, if you did not know, <laughs> Ursula Vernon is up for um, a novella, novelette, novelette, uh, Hugo Award this year for her story, um, The Tomato Thief. It's an honor just to be nominated. And it's very true. And also, since I have already won a Hugo uh, in the past, it's actually an enormous relief. I don't need to win this one. I'm not like stressed out about it. Because once you have Hugo in the bio, it's not like you get to increase it if you get another one. So it's I can just cheer for all of my friends who are nominated for things and hopefully actually eat before the ceremony instead of being terrified and unable to eat. You see, I'm just excited about the concept of um, uh, the last time we went to the uh, nominees cocktail party and got to hang out with all of the really cool nervous people. Yes. Uh, there were really cool people there and they were all very nervous. Yes. Um, and then afterwards there was the... Uh, the after party put on by the following year's uh, Worldcon, which was not the legendary losers party that everyone hears about. So maybe this year we get to go to the legendary losers party. Uh, I don't know. George R. R. Martin was on putting this on. I have no idea if he's even in Finland for this. But he's been well. He's been doing it the last couple the last couple years on the U.S. based yeah. one. So we'll see. Um, someone anyway. will put it on. Uh, all that being said, so that's that's what's coming up for the next week. I just want to go to Iceland and see whales and the penis museum and puffins. And puffins. I'm excited about seeing puffins and whales. Um, I mean, I'm not as excited about the penis museum because I have one. So it's something I you look at every day. You are going to giggle your way through that museum oh, like a 12-year-old yeah. with me. We're going to be like, ha, 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 look at that. 
So part of what, what that leads to is we're doing tri trip preparation. Yes. Oh, um, God. Should we be talking about, like, checklists and packing lists? And... That's one way of doing it. Uh, you know, that's that's the thing. Everybody has their uh, routines. Everybody wants to make sure they remember the things. I have packed up to travel so many times at this point that uh, ever since the uh, infamous I don't have any socks and I don't seem to have packed any underwear incident. Ah, uh, yes, when I discovered I also had not packed a bra. Yeah. Um, I, I have been very good about double-checking uh, before actually putting everything in the bag. Both of us have a toiletry go bag that we usually just grab yes. uh, yeah. that is pre-packed because we travel so often, mm -hmm. although mine needs to be reassessed because uh, I had to raid it to get a toothbrush after the cat um, yeah. violated mine. So... Sergey has the occasional bladder issue. And... and then he tries to cover up... He goes in the sink, at least. It's... I mean, it's easy to clean up, even if it's disgusting, but he he goes in my sink. We have his and her sinks in the bathroom, so he goes in mine, then he's like, I'll just knock everything on the counter in to cover it. He's burying it. And um, that's uh, I've lost a couple of toothbrushes that way. And so, a comb. And a comb. And a comb. Yes, and uh, so then I had to raid my travel kit because, you know, and then, yeah. I, I have a, now I have a stash of, you know how the dentist always gives you toothbrushes? Um, and usually you're like, I'm not going to use this. Maybe you toss it. Maybe you just leave it in your car until you clean out your car and go, oh, look, a toothbrush, and then you toss it. Um, I Instead of that, now I have a spot in all of our spare toiletries area, the one drawer, with nothing, it's like the stash of toothbrushes. Every yes. time we go to the dentist and we come back with a new toothbrush, either one of us, it goes in that spot in the drawer so that when Sergei, not if, when Sergei destroys another toothbrush, we have a backup. Sometimes he does it just to be an asshole. He does. It's um, not freak. Sometimes it's like, I, you, you don't even have anything going on right now. You're just trying to destroy my toothbrush because you're a dick. And he already destroyed what? Um, your like the first edition of your planner pages. Uh, he took a bunch of planner pages out. Actually, just uh, just uh, a couple of days ago. In fact, he shredded a uh, bunch. Another set. Okay. Yes, uh, August um, or September rather went away. Huh? Uh, yeah, I have August, and then it goes to October. Um, I haven't actually made a thing for August yet, although I guess technically it is August. So I it should... is. It is the. Yes. It is the second of the month, and you should. Um. So I, I myself have had such a busy, hectic week that I haven't been able to sit down and do my monthly planning. So there's my confession is I, I haven't gone through and done my weekly planning or my 30 days goals or anything like that because from the moment I signed on for work Monday until uh, pretty much dinner tonight, I've been nonstop. We got a big deadline. I'm, you know, it's all I can do to... to keep up with my regular calendar and the tasks I have to get done for work. Uh, and I'm really, I feel really bad about that because I'm trying to be so much better about it. But you know what? I will catch up. It's only the second of the month. And I know the, the four big things that are going on in the next couple um, days. Um, hold on. I have to, no, I'm not answering that. Um... I'm going to send it to the person who's causing it. So, professional recording values, people. Yeah, see that, but that's the kind of work it's been. I had to trade um, the one uh, on call I had next week to be on call this week. Um, 
because if I didn't do it this week, um, then I would be shafting somebody. Right. I would really be shafting somebody in... Uh, By not being on call when he was supposed to be on call in Finland. Yep. He's, he's reading his phone right now and not talking. Sorry, I'm, I'm escalating. So the, the thing is, it's, it's a, an alert on a test thing, and the person who owns it... Um, just got forwarded the alert so that I don't have to... So he better fix it, because it's not my problem. Um, so anyway, but that's the kind of week it's been. Back to packing, yeah. I would also add one thing that I do that Kevin does not, mm -hmm. and I feel a sense of smug superiority about this. Um, what I do, I'm being right, honest, you know, is a completely unearned superiority, is I have all of those little little travel bag things. So I like, I pack all of my socks in one and I pack all of my underwear in one. And I pack my jeans in one and my shirts in one. And sometimes like if I've been on a trip and I haven't used all of my black t-shirts cause my trip when I'm on a, my, my uniform when I'm on a trip is black yep. t-shirt and jeans and occasionally things over top of it. And like, I just found a stash of black t-shirts from Anthrocon that I hadn't worn <laughs> that is still in the thing. And I'm like, this is awesome. I can just fold up more black shirts, put them in here, and then I'll have it. Uh, right. So I uh, basically, there. it's been not quite so bad this year. Um, last year was, I was traveling every 20 minutes. And I did a lot of like grab and go bag things. I didn't mm -hmm. unpack the way that... Uh, I normally, you know, you come home, you unpack. I, I left mm -hmm. things in my care, my bags, like, you know, uh, power cords, blister, uh, yeah, yeah. treatments, you know, the usual. Well, I think the difference there is that when you travel, um, you're on a very tight schedule. You're only in, if you're in a hotel two nights in a row, it's a special occasion. Yes, it's a miracle. Um, whereas most of my travel is at minimum three nights. Right. If I'm going to Seattle for work, I'm there for five days. Uh, if I'm going to work a convention, I'll be at Mag Labs in, and then apparently in DC for work uh, the first week of September. Um, so that'll be uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. So four nights in the hotel for Mag Labs, and then four nights in a hotel um, in DC. Oh, so I'm like. I'm reverting to feral state. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Oh man, you're gonna get back. I'm gonna be eating cheese whiz over the sink. That's that's a step up from where I am. At least <laughs> cheese whiz comes in a jar. When you're gone for that long, I'm sitting over the sink with a can of spray cheese and triscuits and just spray and eat and spray and eat. And that that'll be lunch. Um, if if I'm feeling really up to it, I will go uh, straight to the um, redneck uh, redneck canapé, which is a um, a triscuit with a mini ravioli and then spray cheese on top of it. Oh, a wasp nacho. A wasp nacho. That's not yeah. Um, I like redneck canapé better. But... Well, that's probably better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the moral of and, and the other thing is that. It's not that I just miss Kevin, but I resent how I immediately revert to, like, tragic bachelorhood. <laughs> and so I'm basically living on, like, you know, uh, tequila and cheese whiz. And and sometimes take out Chinese food. 
and um, I can do takeout Chinese food again. I didn't get food poisoning last yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I and every time I'm like, I am a strong, independent woman with a degree and a Hugo and a driver's license. Why am I awake at 4 a.m. <laughs> playing Civ and you know being sad? Yeah, and that's but but that's the thing. Part of part of the whole organizational thing that you're a little laxer about and i need to be better about is some of the discipline around checking the things every day and doing it. i mean you're very disciplined in a very loose way <laughs> and i i'm calling I mean, me loose uh, you're very disciplined in a very relaxed way that is you know what you have to get done every day and so and you have sort of a a, a generic routine not at 6 a.m. I will get up. At 6.30 I will have reviewed my plan. At, at 7 I will have had coffee. At 8 um, I will have exercised and showered. I know people who do that. Yeah, and um, if it works for them, that's awesome. Yeah, but uh, that certainly isn't either of us. Um, I need to be a little stricter. Um, one of the big things... Get my ass out of bed at a reasonable hour because given the chance, I'll sleep till noon. Well, yeah, but, uh, but you still get everything done in a day that you need to do even when you sleep till noon. Um, Generally, yes. Yeah, um, I need to start. Of course, then I stay up till three in the morning. But yeah. Yeah, I need to start tightening some things down. I am really bad about um, consistently eating lunch at the same time every day. If uh, by really bad you mean yeah, like, like I'd be glad if I thought you were eating redneck canapé most days because I'm convinced you're having a bottle of Soylent, if uh, that. Um. That's usually on call days. Uh, the days, you know, sometimes it's all right. I've I've got a break in, in between calls at, you know, between twelve forty five and one p.m. Usually that's my Tuesday, and so that's that's Soylent Day. Um, today is the I don't end up eating normally. Don't end up eating until almost three p.m. Uh, because I'm stuck chained to my desk. Thank you for bringing me lunch today. I I do um, what I can. You know, they, they, but that's the that's the thing. I, for me, I need to be more disciplined about maintaining, if not precise, at least reasonably identical times for a lot of things every day, like eating, sleeping, drinking water. I um, I, I would be happier if you took a ten minute break every day to like walk to the end of the street and back because you would be happier too. I would. Yeah. I would, except usually the ten minute break I get every you know in the mid morning is is dealing with the dogs and. If I'm lucky, going to the bathroom and getting another cup of coffee, um, uh, any longer than that, and the corporate policy on my laptop will shut down for power saving. That was in air quotes, uh, which basically disconnects everything, and it takes me another five minutes to reset it. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a little it's a little silly. Um, um, but so, but that's the thing, right? Um, I could be a little more relaxed about my schedule, um, or I could be a little stricter, and I probably need to be stricter because right now my relaxed schedule is contributing to my stress and my overall uh, health, uh, and not in a positive way, right? So that's... It, it, it is entirely true that some people are much happier on stricter schedules. Yes. Um, I just wish that when I would set things up that... Uh, and this is, this is a common pitfall um, you'll put down on your calendar. I am busy at this time every day. And there's always one person who consistently and regularly schedules a meeting for the time you're busy. 
every day. Have you tried just not going to the meeting? Um, yeah. And? That usually results in me having to go, wait, what What do you mean? Because the same person is always good about sending out notes after the meeting. He's gotten a lot better about it. Um, but that's one thing, uh, when people are running meetings that I think, um, we forget, and that is that you cannot rely on the other people in the meeting to inform people who didn't attend what went on. If you're not going to send out meeting notes or a summary or any decisions made, then, um, you might as if, if you're not going to send that out, then you might well not have the meeting because the only people who knew are going to be the people in the room and the people in the room... You can't rely on everybody in the room to communicate accurately what was said in a meeting. This is this is a pet peeve. I think both my boss and I have. Um, so I I guess we're going to talk about meetings this week. Uh, uh, I'm useless for this. A little. Um, uh, I I don't have meetings. You don't have meetings. In fact, given the option of a face-to-face -face meeting or uh, like burying myself under three feet of quicklime and waiting for the sweet release of dissolved flesh, I, I'd take the quicklime every time. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> but you've, you've had to do things, right? Where lots of things. Like, Some of them I'm not proud of. I was young! Like it or not, you've had to, you've had to go and have meetings with your publisher. Uh, I had one meeting with my publisher, and they were all very nice, and they were afraid they'd scare me, and I was afraid I'd scare them, so everyone did okay. You know, and you've met with, um, uh, well, okay, most of your meetings are actually appointments. You don't take a meeting with your doctor, you go to your doctor's appointment. Yes, I, mm -hmm. I, I guess the only person I can think of I take a meeting with, really, is like my... The financial advisor person that Wells Fargo was assigned to me, and basically, and it's not like I seek that out. They like call me up and like, we need to review your retirement policy, and I'm like, okay, and I go in, and they're like, what do you do? And I'm all, I'm a children's book author, and they go, that's so neat, and then this look of panic hits them, and they're like, oh my god, how are you going to retire? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I plan to die. And uh, then they tell me that's not an option, like, and then um, they look at things and they're like, well, death isn't that bad a choice, really. In your situation, you have life insurance, and then I giggle nervously, and then the meeting's over. So, you know, the system works. But, but you go in with a clear idea of what's going to happen in the meeting, right? <laughs> yeah, and no one bothers to send out, oh, okay, okay no, if, if they have, like, had to do the thing, um, if you're a freelancer, uh, uh, particularly one of a certain age, uh, you can uh, store money in a uh, self-employment retirement account, which means you don't have to pay taxes on it. And oh. so it's a good way to, like, shove that money uh, in a hole if you have the money so that you don't pay taxes on the money. So if you have, like... You know, because if you're a freelancer, you get hit coming and going on the tax thing. Oh, yeah. But it's so... I remember vividly. You you shove the money into the self-employment thing, and then it's like it's like the money goes to camp. That's how I explain it to my, <laughs> my friend here. It's like, it's not that the money is gone. It'll come home someday, and hopefully it'll be bigger and better. But you don't get to see that money for a while. So you miss the money. The money is, is, is effectively gone, but it will come home. It's just the money has gone to camp. And the, it will stay at camp until you retire. So, uh, yeah. So if you, if you 
But if you were to get that call and say, we really need to talk to you about the thing, um, about retirement I, plans. Oh, God, I'd panic and assume that I'd lost everything and everyone would go. Like, if somebody calls me up and says, we really need to talk, I'm like, oh, shit, the world's ended. Right, If right. you say to me, we really need to talk, I'm like, great, Kevin's leaving me. World ends. And In fact, you, you don't even have to add really. If you just say we need to talk, I'm like, that, that is the shotgun cocking sound of a relationship. And every time one of the higher-ups sends a meeting request that's just like, hey, I need to talk to you at such and such a day and time, that is... You hear the shotgun. You hear the shotgun. You do. Um, if you're in the middle of a big project and suddenly a meeting is scheduled on your calendar with no more information than where to dial into at such and such a day and time, you're like, oh, this can't be good. You need to, People need to provide context around this. If I say, you know, well, no, I want to have a meeting just because I need to talk to you. Oh, shit. Um, if someone says... Yeah, it has to be... It's it, Always follow that with, it's nothing bad. Uh, right. Or, you know, um, hey, we're going to have a, a... We need to check in, you know, just fill in the... For those of you who use regular calendars, fill in a little synopsis or summary of what you expect to discuss so that the attendees don't want to throttle you because because they want to make an informed decision and if there's no information they're going to go and if it turns out to be completely superfluous please buy invest in my timeshare and yeah or um hey we want to discuss the color of the background on this internal tool that only we use um someone is going to kill you someone and is, no yeah. jury in the world will convict them. no no because you'll say you'll stand up there and you say your honor he he sent me a meeting request without uh, without an agenda and um and, and then what was the oh yes the the meeting was about how we are not effectively wiping the toilet seats of pubic hairs no jury in the world would convict you well it would depend on the pubic hair situation well yes i mean anyway anyway uh now we do have the we, we also, also have to talk about the mission statement we were supposed to make that neither of us did i have come up with my personal mission statement okay i forgot it <laughs> we got some great suggestions on Twitter, I have to say. Um, no, wait, it was to live well in a way that doesn't make me feel guilty. Okay, that's actually, that's pretty good. That's that's a that's actually a reasonably good personal mission. The problem is, I don't need a freaking mission statement. These are all like, you, you. the reason your organization or program exists... I'm not an organization or program. We are not things. No, but for something like for something like if I if if I were to turn this whole productivity out alchemy podcast or this whole podcast thing we've got going on into sort of its own business or nonprofit or whatever. What like red wombat podcasting or Yeah, exactly. We'd certainly want a mission statement. Um would we? Yeah. To make money podcasting at people? No, 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 no. You are confusing at least part of a mission statement. Anytime you open a business, anytime you open a business, it is to make money, right? That is inferred. We do not put that necessarily into our mission statements or into our vision statements. That's bad PR. I, okay. Yes. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's not to make money. 
Sometimes it's to quit having people send me emails saying, where can I get the thing? I need this thing. Let us give you money for the thing. Yes. And I'm like, I don't even know. Here, I guess I sell prints, so you'll all stop asking me where to get prints. And if I make money, that's great. But, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so to... to the theory is make that... Make money yeah. or stop people asking questions. Wait, this that sounds kind of mafioso. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. all right, so... Uh, but any, the, the inference of any sort of business, unless it says non-profit in the title, or charity in the title, is that you're you're planning to make money of some, at some point. But but I personally, as as a me, yeah, I, with with mm -hmm. uh, I I I mean I need I'm like a I guess I'm a nonprofit in that I require enough money to cover my operating expenses. Mm, yeah, it doesn't quite it doesn't scale. See the problem with some of these but forms. But I'm like a like I don't need to like like mm. I need to cover my expenses and do stuff, but like. I uh... so 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 rolling it back, rolling it okay. back. When we when we look at at any time a business is doing this, right? A business, the inference is that the mission is is in addition to either making money or making money and not keeping it. In the case of a nonprofit, um, when we talk about an individual mission statement, which is the you. And not everybody needs one, and sometimes... Because uh, the thing a, is here, it defines this as what you do plus who or what you do this for. Uh, I do stuff, and I do it for me. <coughs> so we're going to say that this is an exercise that didn't work well for us. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that like doing stuff for me doesn't occasionally involve doing stuff for other people, but right. I feel like it would be really... Um, you are not self-aware to say that I am, you know, selfless and altruistic about everything because obviously I must be getting something out of it or I wouldn't be doing it. Right. Um, so while I may have chosen a bad form and you may have been the worst example on the planet, <laughs> there are people that find that they can gain focus in their in their life in their everyday by figuring out what their mission is or what what they feel their personal mission is you don't need that clarity <laughs> because you know what it is i do pretty interesting interesting <laughs> intrinsically um do stuff see what happens next and don't die in a ditch at a walmart <laughs> exactly right. yes all so right so there we go that's that's pretty much all of it okay um so this has been three episodes of just madness now. Uh, two episodes, two episodes. Oh, we started to talk about it three episodes ago. I oh yeah oh did we God yeah all right so well we, we last week we tangented just off in a <laughs> weird direction with it but yeah no I think I think the the unicorn wrangling or to get me a unicorn mm -hmm. was in fact a extremely effective way of illustrating why i don't need a mission statement exactly okay so now but if, if a mission statement works for you internet go for it absolutely what, I, what are we doing next what are we well actually what we're doing next is um i uh, can we can we can do one of two things can we do something digital because i'm finding it harder and harder to keep up with a paper planner oh 
Thank you so much. You have answered which of the things we're doing next. Okay, because the thing is, like, I've scrawled things down on one page, and I'm going to be honest, I completely cheated and put Tuesday in there between Monday and Wednesday when I realized I hadn't written down Tuesday. <laughs> uh, and, like... It was, Monday was the only day that I wrote down things I actually needed to do. The other things I just wrote down things I had actually achieved, which is great. And actually absolutely, the planner has been absolutely. useful yeah. because I realized because I was tracking my word count that I wrote like 25,000 words in July, which is Ooh, really that's good. really good, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I don't <laughs> know where to put it. All right. See, I don't know where to put the planner because, like, does it live in my purse? Does it live in my laptop bag? Does it live... It can't live on my nightstand because the cat eats it. Yes. It lives with you, but we need to... But what what other thing is with you all the time? My iPad. And? My iPad. That's true. You don't take your phone with you everywhere. Well, it runs out of charge. I mean, I take it a lot because I need to take pictures of bugs. Yeah. So, all right. So we need we need something that'll work. For those of you who don't know, taking pictures of bugs, I I, I like to upload them to iNaturalist as a that's, citizen science thing. That's her her primary um, her primary thing with the phone. Like, when it's time to upgrade a phone, phones get upgraded because they have better cameras and can take better pictures of bugs. Um, hey, the system works. The system does work. So I have identified mm-hmm. bugs that were, or I have I have taken photos of, of moths in particular, where I am literally the only, the first recorded listing in the state. All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with, and that's badass. This this most the the tool that we've talked about a couple times, and everybody's. Can I put it on my iPad? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So. Um, I've gone out to OneNote.com. This is the Microsoft OneNote program. Now, many of you might remember that it used to, OneNote used to, you had to buy Microsoft Office. The only way you were going to get it is if you had Office for Windows specifically. In the last couple of years, um, especially when um, uh, the new CEO took over for Steve Ballmer, um, Nadella, I hope I'm saying that right, um, he said, the new CEO said, we're a productivity company. We're not a Windows company. Our goal is to make people more productive. And they've been realigning everything around that concept. And within six months of him announcing that, OneNote was available on uh, iPhone, Android, and Mac. Um, well, maybe a little longer on the Android version. But uh, they, Microsoft really has come a long way in terms of interoperability and um for example i got word recently from my ipad because um i realized that i did not want to lug my laptop all over iceland and finland but i still had a book due and uh so i was like well if i put word on my ipad my ipad's Mm -hmm. with me and i'll get the little keyboard and you had a couple little keyboards lying around but yeah but they're tech one which you know is too small to actually type on with human fingers in the standard home key position. But I taught myself to type one-handed in my long ago youth on an Amiga. Uh, so I can actually type, I, I can do about 70 words a minute with one hand. Um, yeah. And so that works. All right. So we have I, OneNote. Um, I have just downloaded it. Right. OneNote has a web version. It has a version for pretty much uh, for all the major uh, mobile OSs, Android, iPhone, Windows Phone, obviously. Although Windows Phone probably isn't really a major OS, but they have to support the home brand. Um, as well as... Getting my notes ready. Yes, as well as Mac and Windows. So 
And then for those of you on Linux, because I know there are some of you out there just Do like I me right now. to send me notifications? Yeah, you might want it too. Um, you can go to OneNote.com and uh, sign in with your own, like, a free account. Um, if you already have an Xbox Microsoft account or whatever, use that one. I just called this Ursula's Notebook. Yep, that's the default notebook. I have a Kevin's Notebook. It knows my name. Well, yeah, that's all sort of the metadata in your device. Plus, you logged into Word, didn't you? Oh, like a thousand years ago, yeah. Yeah, so if you logged into Word on this device, it's all the same Microsoft backend. I just... <laughs> I just feel like it knows things. Yeah. Okay, so alright, I'm anyway. looking at a thing. You're looking at basically a blank page. Yes, with the date. What what OneNote tries to do is it tries to be uh, reasonably close to an actual notebook except you're typing. Um, you can also handwrite on it if you want, but it's really annoying. Um, whoops. Uh, I'll ignore that. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I fired up OneNote, and the basics are um, you create a page, you add a title, and then you put your schedule on it, or you put your to-do list on it, or whatever. How do I put a to-do list? Uh, okay. Well, alright, so um, we're looking at the, at the screen. I just wrote the word Thursday on it. Wrote the word Thursday, so we're going to insert a, whoops, cancel, wrong button. Um, um, let's add an item. Do thing. And then we will make it a. Where is it on the. A to do. Whoa, okay, so we just typed do thing and then he hit to do and a little box showed up. Next That's right. Time. And I hit return and another box shows up. Yep. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Pre pack record. Hidden almanac. So, the, while she's doing this, the basic, um, the basic version of OneNote, man, I don't know what Smokey's up to, but the basic version of OneNote um, allows you to do all of the normal things, create a checklist. Are, are we still recording? Yeah. You just can't see it because it's on the screen over here. Okay. See? I um, get paranoid when I can't see it. That's fair. Um but it allows you to create notes, create to-dos, uh, you can add dates to them, and you can share it with other people through um, your existing cloud service. Uh, if you're on an iDevice, that means you can share it over uh, iCloud or through Microsoft's, your Microsoft account, um, or in you know the case of uh, me on Windows, Microsoft account or uh, wherever I choose to store it in whatever sync directory I want to put it if I, if that's how I want to do it. Um, and then I just settled straight on the, the, the Microsoft cloud because I have an account. It's there and it makes it really easy for me to sync things device to device. Um, if you have... We have to print our tickets for Iceland. Yes, we do. Okay. Um... If we want to get fancy, we can also add dates and alarms. 
Um, it integrates, if you're on Windows, it integrates really well with Outlook um, and the Outlook calendar. Um, but as a go-to replacement for a paper planner, frankly, uh, starting at OneNote and seeing how well it fits your needs is a great place to go. Um, I have so many different notes and schedules and different apps that it's getting a little ridiculous and I need to consolidate. And uh, I'll probably, I've consolidated a lot already into OneNote just because I have it everywhere and it's a reasonable rich text editor. What I haven't figured out to do, how to do, is make fancy pages. Yeah, because like, right? this is great, but it's ugly. I have a cool bore on mine. Well, that's, one. you can put in a bore if you want. You can put in any image you want. Insert pictures. One. Yep. Okay, would like access to your photos. Of course. Um, that's the other thing about it, is it's really easy to insert, drop in other documents, drop in photos. Um, you can change the background color on pages. Um, one of the things I discovered, and it, it took me a little poking to find it, was page templates, so that each section of a notebook can have its own sort of when you sort of default when you create a new page um that's brilliant and then if you're on windows there is a plugin called OneTastic, and it has a whole bunch of macros that you can add on so that you can quickly create a table of contents like when i dumped all of my notes on the one project in there i'm like man how am i gonna find this stuff really quick oh wait run the macro and suddenly I have a table of contents page with links to the subjects or titles of all the other pages in the notebook. Really handy stuff. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's why I like OneNote and why so many people like OneNote is because aside from the fact that it's basically included with Windows, um, these days you can get it with every major platform, it synchronizes and there's a web interface for when you're not sitting in front of your own desktop. You can log on to your Microsoft account uh, at OneNote.com and boom, there are all of your notebooks, uh, which I really like about it. So um, your homework, I guess, this time around is um, to find out what you like and don't like about OneNote. All right. And try to use it for... Yeah. And okay. fun bit, we can we can put it on your Mac and we'll set up sync so that you can have it on your Mac as well as on your iPad. All right. This is, this is, that's okay. That might be kind of pointless for the coming week. Right. Because I'm not going to take my laptop with me because we're flying internationally and right. You know, no, I, I understand that completely. Yeah. Steal yeah. it and you know, yeah. Find all my fanfic. That's why I'm taking a, a, a burner laptop, basically. You have a burner laptop? It's a Chromebook. It costs less than $120, and if it gets lost, stolen, broken, or erased, I lose nothing. Uh, it's secured, and in case of extreme emergency, I can turn it on, push a button, it will wipe itself. Why are you taking one at all? Um, because I'm one, it's also runs Android apps, so I can use it as a, an Android tablet. Oh, okay. Um, and two, because I want to be able to easily upload photos from the camera. 
Ah, there you go. Because it has an SD card slot, and frankly, I can't find one for my phone that would, uh, in the short amount of time allowed. Totally um, fair. Yep. Are you say I can change the background? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll, I can we'll... make the background pretty. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We can oh, do that. Okay. Um, so, while she's playing with OneNote, why don't uh, we take a little break, and you can listen to the interview with our friend Peggy, who I spent um, half hour, 45 minutes to talking to last week about her process, about uh, how she kept, keeps organized with all the different comics projects, as well as some of the challenges of keeping organized when fulfilling a Kickstarter, right? So um, you folks listen to Peggy talk, and we'll be back in a little bit. Okay, so uh, this week our interview is with our friend Peggy, who is also a very talented artist and comic creator. And uh, Peggy, why don't you introduce yourself for all the listeners and uh, tell us a little about, bit about what you've been doing. All right, well, I'm Margaret Trouth. I tend to go by Peggy, also Egypt Urnash, because everyone needs 17 different names in this modern world. Um, the main thing I've been doing lately is I spent the past five years drawing a graphic novel. Well, four and a half years plus a year off for um, personal reasons and getting it printed. And I'm in the final stretch of actually distributing the freaking thing now. And yeah, mine's due any day, right? <laughs> yes, really, it is. It, they're all... Amazon is shipping the books in like 500 freaking boxes to my fulfillment partner. And oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, God. They, it's a mess. Don't ever use Amazon fulfillment if you have a book that is even the, that cannot survive being dropped in a bubble mailer. They are. Oh. They, it's like their internal rules are such that they are incapable of actually. Um, of actually shipping it properly. Well, all right then. Um, so, through the the course of both making the comic and then producing the books with Kickstarters, and now all of this mess uh, involved in the shipping, mm -hmm. um, how how have you kept yourself organized through all of that? Well, for a while, I would say for about a year, I would say I didn't. I just fell off the horse, but um. When I was drawing it, a lot of it, um, a lot, a lot of it was just getting into the habit of working on it every day. And let's see, I took some notes about some of the general ways I organized this, all the five thousand files. It's like um, the big thing is like I have a an individual file for every single page, and I track the status of that in the Mac file system. I just I mark it one color if the if the page is in progress you know it's gotten everything prepped and ready to draw in right there's right another color that says this is done it's in the finished and there's a there's a gif that's been made in the final output file and i can upload that sucker 
So you're you're actually using the the color tags and labels that that come with the OS. Something that when I was uh, primarily a Mac user, I, I wasn't I I didn't use. So that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's very useful for a big project like this with a with a ton of different files. It is it starts to fall down. I discovered recently if you are um, trying to share your files with a Windows machine because Windows has no freaking clue about those. And I, I've been playing with a Wacom Mobile Studio, and, right? Um, and that is one of the things that is constantly annoying me about it. It's like I look at. I say I want to work on five glasses of absinthe, and I go to that directory, and I'm like, which page? Which pages are in progress? Which ones are completely on, are completely virgin? Which ones are done? I don't know. Oh, like, oh Windows! Once again, you have defeated me. <laughs> yeah, that is that is. I think uh, uh, one of the the lacking pieces in in Windows is that 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 same sort of you know just a quick I make it blue so I know what it is is or, or color coding and tagging at that level yeah. um yeah I, um, I, when i was doing the tarot deck of several years ago i just had this i had a physical chart that i made that just hung up there on the wall and it was like you know i had a grid for the entire deck and i'd put a slash in it when i had a good sketch that i liked and then i'd turn the slash into an x when i'd finished it and that was a way to that was, you know, the same thing, just you have this thing that is slowly filling up with marks of this part is done. So sort of like, um, it's not quitely, quite the same, but sort of like uh, uh, the don't break the chain workflows? Um, kind of, kind of not. I mean, there's no admonition to work on it every day at all. That's entirely up to me. But it is just seeing the X's pile up is very satisfying. And so is seeing the files with those nice little blue dots. That too is, you know, it's real satisfying to open up my directory for reader and see like 200 files made over the course of five years that all have a blue dot next to them. Right, right. Starting, so it, it would be starting blank and then you could mm -hmm. actually track almost a rainbow of changes yeah. over over time. That's pretty cool. It's like it start it starts blank when I've just loaded it up and I've like put in made a new file for my template, put in any sketches that I have for this page that I'd already generated. You know, it's like and then once I start actually making new content in that file, I turn it purple and then a few, and then oh at some point in the future, hopefully not too long after I make the file, <laughs> I turn it blue. Usually I was able to do about um, two pages a week, except when life got in the way or when um, I had a real complicated page. And then the final page took six months to draw. That was really hard to do because it had like 150 panels in it. So working, oh. yeah. So working on it was like I'd spend a lot of time doing just like one row of panels, and it still felt like a drop in the ocean, because you know I could look at I'd look at it and it didn't really look that much more done than it did before, and I still wasn't getting to check anything off, and I'd be like, right, right, uh. and then I just like it, it was a lie. I. 
it was, I lost a lot of motivation and it was a lot easier to just, you know, say, fuck it, I've got this video game that I haven't finished yet. You know, I've, I've got and Bloodborne. Bloodborne's fun. Bloodborne's important, right? I, I haven't, that's one I actually haven't played yet. Uh, my, my, my time wasters tend to be the Dawn of War series, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, the life is too harsh right now. Let's go to a grim future reality where everything is death and we're, it's all horrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, that that's Bloodborne. Bloodborne is a grim, gothic reality where everyone is trying to become an illuminated ancient and turn into horrible monsters with eyes on their insides instead. And you get to wander around in the ruined remnants of this town where everyone's gone completely insane. And you have a big-ass sword and a nice goth outfit. It's like Castlevania, you know? All right, making, making a note. Bloodborne is something to... To, to pick up when I'm through my current backlog. Um, <laughs> We've got five months to spend grinding through it. That's fair. <laughs> Maybe my next unemployment jag. Um, yep. So, so that 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 takes care of like the, all the the creation stuff, and then we then comes the production side. Mm -hmm. When you're when you're doing like uh, you're running a tracking the Kickstarter, um, actually getting things printed getting things ready for um uh fulfillment like uh, at some point i remember you posted to either i think it was twitter like a screenshot of your monitor had these sticky notes across it of all the things that needed to be done oh yeah that was those those were very that was a recent thing that i was trying um that that was me i was going through the pdf and making that come out right and i just started taking notes of every place I need to make a change and I just put on a post-it and put them up on the monitor just like because it would sit there and annoy me a lot and that's been a real interesting technique I've just started doing and I'm kind of liking it as a way to tell tomorrow Peggy hey this is a, new, a thing that I really really would like to get done and I'm going to put it right in front of freaking illustrator and right in front of the bottom of your web browser and you will deal with it just to get it out of your way. If I put a post-it on the bezel of the monitor, mm -hmm. tomorrow Peggy is like, oh, whatever, it's out of my visual field, out of sight, out of mind. Hey, what's going on? What's going down on Twitter? But this is an interesting this is an interesting tweak. Yeah, and it um it's 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 kind of like if you'll pardon this a proto Kanban board. Mm -hmm. right the, there's almost so. yeah you would have a, a backlog of post-its on one side you've got the post-it of what you that has to be done right in your face and then i guess the trash bin at that point is where the done pile is um much. you know all you'd have to do is have a, a spot on either uh, on the left hand side of the wall for for you know the things that need to be done and a spot on the right hand to say what's been done and you'd actually have the uh, an actual kanban flow I've never really looked into that. I don't know if I want to try going down that route. Mostly what I do is I'm like, I I will take a, I'll, uh, my daily habit is like I crawl out of bed around 10 and I write mm -hmm. things I want to do on those post-its. And um, it's ba I basically do like a, are you familiar with the Pomodoro method? I do I a cut-down version of that one. Um, yeah. You know, just like six check boxes, each representing about a half hour, 
and they're all a half hour of something or another I want to do. I work on them. I check them off. Um, and it's a, I find that's a useful way to just think about what the heck I want to accomplish on any one day and remind myself that, you know, there's things I want to do besides just try to finish Bloodborne, which is kind of right. what I do if I don't poke myself. <laughs> And and yeah, the, and that's the that's the thing because you work in a very mm -hmm. um, unstructured environment. Yes, I have absolutely no structure, and the thing the thing that works for me too is it's like I have no structure, but I have one overriding goal for a long period of time. It's like right now, this week and next week, my overriding goal is there is an anthology that I'm in that is presently on Kickstarter. Um, it's called We. May I make a plug for it? Absolutely. It's, it's called We're Still. Um, We're Still Here. It's an anthology by all trans creators, and um, it like made it made its goal in the first day, so that was good. And like the That's... and the deadline for my for my comic fort is like the end of next month, and it's only half done. So I'm like. Okay, Peggy, you'd better get this sucker done before the last minute. Wait, um, who's who's running? Who's editing that one? Um, God, I can't remember her name. Hold on, let me check. Safari, I'm sure I've got it. Nope, it oh, there it is. Um, come on. It is um, edited by Tara Avery. Okay, so. Not the not the same anthology that I backed uh, uh, the other day, which I think, which is a, a, a from the uh, uh, Michael Damian Thomas and Lynn Thomas, mm -hmm. um, which is now I, I have to look it up. I have to. Where's my Kickstarter yeah. app? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to click anything on the computer while we're doing this because I'm afraid it'll. Uh, you know, I don't want to interfere with anything. There yeah. we go. Uh, can you hear three? But like, um, for the for the uh, past, you know, for this week, my overriding goal of when I get up in the morning is, I should probably work on that comic. And for four years, four and a half years, my goal I knew when I got up in the morning, well, I should probably work on Rita. And I just yep. look and I'd look at where it was and and look at what other chores I needed to do around the house, and I would generally try to put in two hours of work on Rita every day and you're just like I, I'd never get I don't get down to like being I'm going to work on page 147 when I'm in the planning stage it's just yeah I'm going to work on Rita Spend right right and it gets done and you just keep on doing that every day for four and a half years and eventually you have an absurdly huge graphic novel I um I, I may know a creator who understands keep just a regular habit and having an absurdly large graphic novel at the end of it. Yeah, um. <laughs> um, yeah. My, my copy of that says has a signature that says something about you could kill someone with this. Uh, yes, the the final I think we the hardback, the final omnibus hardback weighs in at something over five pounds. God, I. I was um it's so it's so damn huge on the spot on the on the bookshelf when I was recording my contribution to the Kickstarter video for that anthology I'm in I did it in yeah, front yeah. of my bookshelf and I was like 
man, I have to take Digger off the shelf because it is too big. It is yeah, dominating the visual field and distracting you from me. And I'm like, uh, the, well, well done, Ursula. Well done. Well, see, now then, uh, then I'm hoping that... Um, and I haven't seen how thick the final version is. I'm hoping that my copy of the decrypting Rita omnibus is uh, is able to stand right there next to the Digger omnibus and uh, the uh, complete bone that we have on the shelves. Um, so it's it's not very wide, but it's not going to fit on your shelf because it's about a foot and a half long. Oh, you're going to have to find a special plinth to put it on. Or else you're just gonna kind of drape it on top of on top of a row of shelves like I do and like everyone else I've seen who has a copy has done. I kind of curse myself when I put it on there and I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, um, all right, back on track, back mm -hmm. on track, because I know we can talk about this stuff for hours. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, so. We've actually talked a little about, a bit about uh, both the system you've used in the past, um, how you're tracking things. Are there any other habits or, or systems that are important to you? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I told you that I use a, a simplified version of um, Pomodoro. I mm -hmm. don't, the, if you get the book on the Pomodoro method, then it's like there's all these ways to like get yourself into it and train yourself to not be a complete ADD spasmatastic who you know, can't do anything for five seconds. I don't do all of that stuff. And I don't <laughs> like, um, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that he suggests doing. It's like, you'll know, reflect on what you did, figure out how long it takes you to do stuff. I just use it to like block out my time. Um, I have started sticking the post-its into the diary that I feel compelled to keep lately. Gee, I wonder why. Um... Sure, I just... <laughs> Yeah, you know, I feel I felt this urge to keep to keep track of what I've been doing lately. Um, um it, it it seems to happen, yeah. Um, and um, it also if you do if you do try the Pomodoro method, I heartily recommend doing it in writing and getting a physical timer for it. I don't use the physical timer much anymore, but I pull it out when I'm being really slothful. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to work. And taking that timer and turning it and having it start ticking, it's like it's casting a magic spell that I am going to work on a thing for a half hour, like it or not. It's 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 a little ritual to bring you into focus. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, now, like, did you get a special timer or did you just grab any old kitchen timer down at the thing? I did. I I made a point of going to the art store and looking at their selection of whimsical timers. I was I found one that is shaped like a ladybug, and I took that <laughs> timer, and on the base of it, like originally, it was designed to time up to like fifty minutes or so. I painted over the markings past twenty five. It is my Pomodoro timer. I awesome. I just I wind it up. I know exactly where to wind it without having to think hard. Because I can just, you know, I look at that one mark at the end of the at the end of the track. That's twenty five minutes, no thinking. That said, I usually don't use that anymore. But I mostly keep track of my time as I have this app on my Mac called Time Sync. That I'm okay. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tells me what I've been running for how long, and I just check it whenever I'm like, how long have I been sitting here at the cafe or in the park working? Oh, 
It's around a round number of half hours. I guess I can slack off, maybe go walk somewhere else, get some exercise, get up and go to the bathroom, get some water, you know. Do time, something time to take that working. break. Yes, yeah. break time. Yeah. Um, I will cool. also, when I'm, when I'm doing my time boxing in the morning, if like I have dance class in the evening, even though that's not quote work unquote, I will put a couple of check boxes on there for like going to dance class and the travel time and all that just to remind me that I've got this chunk taken out of the time I have left before I go to bed to like create a sense of urgency. Right, right. And and so that's that's something we haven't talked about really yet on the podcast, mostly because I, I get the impression that if I try to have Ursula do it, she'll throttle me in my sleep. Um, but time boxing is is an interesting an interesting technique. Can you can you talk a little bit more about it? Well basically it's like the way what it's doing is it's kind of saying I have a box I have a I have a big box of spaces that I that I have that I can fill up oh, let me try that again have to cut my <laughs> words in um, it's like I mean time boxing is basically I have X amount of time that I can work today right you know and whatever that is you know how much it is maybe you can only get two hours worth of work done Maybe you've, you're in some amazing place in your, li in your personal life and your environment where you can work for like six hours all day long with no interruptions. I'm not sure if I envy that or not. But um, it's like, you know, re regardless of how much space you have, it is like, I have this much space, I have this much time. How am I going to fill it up? And you, and you just block out. I'm going to work on X for this much time. I'm going to work on Y for this much time. And I think it's ideal too to be able to say, oh geez, something came up and I didn't get to X and I only did half of Y. But I stopped Z from exploding in my face and being a problem for six years or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Yeah, no, on the corporate side of things, time boxing is, is usually meant to reference, I am going to put an appointment on my calendar to prevent anyone from being able to put a, a meeting or anything, an interruption on my calendar so I can work on a specific thing. That sounds um, very useful in that kind of environment. I mean, I'm working, only, I'm working solo, so. Yeah, only when people respect it. Um, and that is, <laughs> that's, the, that's the side effect is, you know, there are... <clears throat> people in organizations that will, mm -hmm. you know, say the only time there is to meet for this is X, you're the only person who has a conflict, so you should be the one to reschedule, not us. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that that is what it is. But generally, you know, if, if you're in a, a corporate or a workplace environment that will respect that, or you say, hey, I'm time boxing, I'm dedicating the time to work on this, please don't interrupt me, it works. It can work reasonably well. Mm-hmm. God, I've um, never been able to work like that, to work in that kind of environment. I that's a whole that's a whole skill set of working with people that I have successfully dodged in my life so far. Well, you you have done done some stints at some some reasonably respectable studios. No, no, Spumco is no. not respectable. Spumco's okay, so you've infamous. done you've done a, st a stint at a reasonably well known studio. Yes. How's that? Yeah, yeah and I, I learned a lot about um. How, about how much I don't like working with other people there. 
I also that's learned a, fair. I also learned a lot about um, avoiding perfectionism because, oh my God, John Kay is a freaking perfectionist and he will tinker with something forever and ever and it'll never get done. And I, and I feel like that was the biggest lesson I learned around Spumco. You know, I mean, I learned to draw well. I learned a bunch about production of a cartoon, but mostly I learned to let go of perfection. The, the, and that's that's not the sort of that's not the sort of lesson you can pick up in a book or you can pick up just um, you know uh, uh, listening to a podcast like this maybe um, but that that's often we learn that lesson um, in environments like like you say where you're dealing with someone who's who will not the project will never be done because it's never just exactly perfect mm-hmm. and he's perfectly happy to take one episode that was completely storyboard and starting to go into animation and say, we can make this better. And then he puts it back into storyboard and he eats half the budget for another episode and both of them come out half-assed. And it's like, you know, that sure was a learning experience to have a front row seat for. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. I and there's a reason I haven't been in the animation industry for 10 years. I'll leave you to try and figure out why. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. Um, <laughs> so um, what do you think your, the, the biggest help has been for you? Um, just in like getting stuff done? Or uh, getting stuff done. Uh, you know, that I think the, the, the letting letting go of perfection mm-hmm. is is a, a really important you know sort of sort of life lesson. But uh, whatever context you wanna you wanna take it under. Well, let's see. I mean, like stuff that's been helpful for me getting stuff getting stuff done very done in a reasonable time frame. One thing that was very important to me as I started doing the web comic, everyone tends to, to in the old days would hammer on oh my god you have to put out regular content constantly you have to dedicate your life to just every day there's a new strip and i'm like you know i can't do that and what i ended up settling is an official schedule of of i aimed for two pages a week if i didn't make it life gets in the way stuff happens and i refuse to beat myself up Anyway, and that was the promise that I'd made to my readers that I'm trying to have a new page, a couple new pages every week, but stuff happens. And that getting that forgiveness into my process helped helped it be a lot easier to just crank on the work, I think. Okay. I think, I think it's also helped to just learn how to do a long project. Before I did Decrypting Rita, which took four and a half years to draw, I did a tarot deck, and that was about a solid year of drawing. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, it's beautiful, by the way. I have oh, I have you. one on my shelves. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, that was a year of drawing, and that taught me a lot about a certain amount of delayed gratification and a certain amount of regular gratification. Because like you know, I was again you know I was cranking out a new card. I think like on average every other day or something insane like that every other day maybe every three days and i would post it to my live journal back when live journal was still a thing and people would go "Ooh, that's so pretty and i'd be like 
yes, I feel rewarded. I did the thing. There's there's the little dopamine hit, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Validation. And it also had the advantage of I was able to get into a place where I could wake up in the morning and be like, you know, as as I as you go from dreaming to remembering who you are and then remembering, oh God, I have to get out of bed and figure out what to do with my day. I was able to be in a place where the answer to that pretty much every day was, I'm gonna draw the next the next tarot card. I'd get up and I'd go look at the chart and I'd look at my notes and my roughs and I'd decide which card I wanted to push forward and I'd do it, you know? And it's been much the same with Rita and it's been much the same with my other comics projects. It's just like, if I can get into the space where I have the one overarching project, which I admit is a luxury that I have that someone yes. stuck working in a business does not. It's like if you can get that state where you just have the one giant project, then you know what you're what you, then you know you, you wake up in the morning and you're like, well, I know what I'm working on. That decision's made. And of course, yeah, you, you have, don't have to worry about the same interrupts. <laughs> I mean, you still have to worry about things like, oh God, I need to do laundry. I'm tired of climbing over the mountain of clean but unfolded clothes next to my bed. Oh my God, this studio is a mess. You know, you had there are other t there are other things that interrupt, but it's still pretty easy to just be like, <clears throat> to be all just yeah. I'm gonna put in a couple of hours every day, and I mean it is kind of the same thing as like the Seinfeld "Don't Break the Chain" thing, but it's yeah. with a lot more slack on. Hey, you do have other stuff in your life. This is a big important thing, but you know you you want to go out and spend time with your friends and you know get cuddles and all that and you know and, and take a break and have fun I, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the i feel like there's a lot of productivity advice that that's, tends to sound like make it your entire life you might you must never make a mistake ever and it's like no no stuff happens you know you can't mm -hmm. get to it every day and you need to be able to forgive yourself for, you know, I, I got up today and 57 other tasks needed to be done and I did not touch it. Or today, I was like, just, I got up today and I was like, I just do not have the energy to draw comics today. I worked hard on it yesterday and the day before and I'm taking a break and doing some other stuff. And I'll get back to it tomorrow or the day after, you know? Yeah. And I know, yeah. and I know that I can kick that down the road to future Peggy because I've been pretty good at picking it back up again. So that that that's that's sort of the self-care aspect of it, is that you're taking mm -hmm. care of yourself at the same time as, as getting things done. Yep, I mean, getting one of the things I want to do is have a good time doing all these things. And it's like, I mean, you know, I do fundamentally enjoy the act of drawing comics that keeps me from sitting there and becoming depressed and and you know get, getting lost in a brown study and deciding I want to be suicidal or something like that. So you know it keeps me busy, but um, you know I, but if I if I was grinding on it all day every day, get up, sit there drawing for five hours, start worrying about my hand, about carpal tunnel syndrome because I'm drawing too much and I need to wear a splint. It's like, that's not fun. That's not fun. And, and you're keeping it fun, so. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not sitting there drawing superheroes for money. I've been lucky enough to accumulate a Patreon that that when I'm when I'm when I'm cranking out about eight pages a month it pays most of my rent for drawing. There you go. Yeah, I, I get paid most of my rent drawing comics about lesbian robots with Philip K. Dick problems. I mean, you know, that's worked out pretty well. I yeah, so that that leads to how do you reward yourself? Um, let's see. I mean, other than Bloodborne. Bloodborne is a way of rewarding. Um, <laughs> Bloodborne is definitely a reward. Um, as are other video games. I mean, no, I'm not currently really playing Bloodborne that, that much. I've had all the Bloodborne I need in my life. But there's other games. You know, there's going out for a walk. There's, um, can I get X-rated here? Um, <laughs> we try to keep it PG-13. Um. <laughs> I'll, I'll, ju I'll just say that... Um, you know, I, I'm a grown-up, and there is certain thing there is certain things you can do that can provide pleasure. And if you're really creative, you could probably even find a way to integrate some of this pleasure into your task, into your task generating and completing system for a real nice strong hit of Pavlovian reward when you're really down in the dumps. But you know, I, I'm sure everyone who listens to this is very creative and can fill in those blanks for themselves. Pretty sure. Pretty yeah, sure. Like and sometimes I hold out bigger rewards. Like I've been wanting to upgrade to to replace my um, four year old Mac re a lot lately, and I and I held out a carrot while I was working on that PDF of Rita of when I finished this. Then I get to go, then I get to go buy a new Mac and. I am, and you know, I'm updating the tracking and for that info for that, and slowly watching it make its way <laughs> all the way from the other side of the world, across across the across the ocean, mm -hmm. one you know, one storm at a time. Um, got myself a custom build, of course, because I have to oh, be yeah. special. So I mean, well, know. it's in really hard to walk in and not, and when you're buying something that isn't a laptop and mm -hmm. get off the shelf with exactly what someone needs believe me oh, um this is a lappy actually but it's like what i you know custom build with one terabyte of storage oh god yes i'll fill that up oh yeah oh yeah um so so now here's the here's the hard question mm -hmm. um what about when you when you miss on something or uh you fail on something um how do you what do you do to to deal with that um and recover um these days um i just if so if something goes horribly awry then if it's a small if it's just like if it's just something small like i didn't get any comics drawn for the day today then it's like oh well shit happens try again tomorrow and you know i really have taught myself to not beat myself up over that at all Oh yeah, and also, don't sit there and spend all your energy. If you have like one half hour of energy for drawing a comic, do not sit there and spend it drawing a sorry no comic today comic. Just don't. Spend that half hour drawing, working on the next comic instead. But um, but like if I if I if I've got a if I got a bigger failure, that can knock me out. I mean like, 
the ongoing thing with trying to trying to persuade Amazon that my book needs to be packaged better that dragged on for about um, a month and I got nothing done during that time because I had this big pro this big task that needed to be done and everything I did just nothing changed until I got as far until I got the secret tip that um, there's a special customer service team that you can access by emailing Jeff Bezos directly and I got in touch with them and that's when you get customer service for Amazon for um, Amazon seller support that actually speaks English and isn't reading from a script ah. um, and they were the ones who would actually go and say you know um, okay well we have this very interesting bug in our rules and and yeah um, somebody somebody got fired or, or or demoted because of this and but we cannot deal with this for you it's like you know Mm -hmm. being having that big thing hanging over me, I got nothing done. And it was just I, I just had to keep on pushing through it and trying to stay sane and being glad that I wasn't relying on like that I wasn't relying solely on my Patreon because I mean I would have been making no money if I I was making no money during that time. It was all just working on just you know working on draw working on getting the stuff done instead of drawing comics right right like you know i mean sometimes sometimes stuff will knock you for a loop and you have to just keep on dealing with it until you can find a way to get it done or find other people who will help you do it i mean like um Jarlidium press stepped in and offered to finish off the fulfillment for me they were they were able to like spend 10 minutes looking online and be like, oh yeah, we should be able to use this box. It'll be awesome. Get them sent to me. And it's like, oh God, yes. And I've been- Yeah, just... no, and and <laughs> having worked with Jarlidium on um, on uh, uh, one or two projects with, mm -hmm. with Ursula, those guys are great. Yeah. So, you know. And it's like, you know, so it's, I mean, you know, they, once Amazon said we will ship your, once the, once Amazon said we'll ship your books out for free, I'm like okay i'm free i can move forward and like that week i was or i was talking to gerlidium about you know, about them shipping it and i was going back to drawing because i had this giant weight over me it's like you need to find a way to get progress on your projects i think on a regular even, basis yeah yeah uh, even even when the 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 thing that's in your way is is not a hundred percent under your control mm -hmm. and i mean you know and sometimes it's just going to be a giant a giant roadblock that stops you for a while plus i mean i was uh i have i have also um i slowed down over the past year for uh, for other reasons too there was a death in the family and i'm st i'm only about 80 percent together over that which is a lot better than the 20 years it took me to get over a previous death in the family. But yes. Stuff happens, <laughs> and I would snarl at myself on a regular basis of, oh, God, I need to get back to work on this. I'm not drawing comics. I'm sad. But it was like, I kind of couldn't. And I look back at the period of my life now, it's like, well, that's the thing that happened. That's another year of not drawing comics but you know it's on top of four years of drawing comics and and i'm starting to get 
and I'm starting to get back into the habits of, you know, I just get up every morning and I take a post-it and I say, what am I doing today? And I write it down and I usually do it. I usually do most of the things on it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, no, no, no. Uh, actually, um, thank you. Um, that's actually all the questions I have. Um, do you have anything else for our, our listeners? Um, yeah, let's see. Um, I, I'd taken some notes uh -oh. to myself because <laughs> I wanted to organize my, because I wanted to at least halfway organize my thoughts. So I'm just going to dump some of the things we didn't get a chance to talk, talk about. Absolutely. Um, one technique I have that helps me do things that I kind of hate, I will say, you're welcome, future Peggy. It's like I am literally saying you're welcome to myself in the future. And every now and then when I find myself realizing that, oh, hey, something I'm doing could have been a pain in the ass, but it's not because I did this pain in the butt thing in the past. I say, thank you, past Peggy. Yeah, that one's that one's actually pretty common in IT. Oh, really? I, <laughs> oh. I came up with that myself. I'm glad to know it's not unique to me. Every every so often I'll find a note I left myself or a code comment or just, you know, uh, a page in our wiki that I wrote explaining how to do something that looks absolutely horrible and go, oh, thank you, past me. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, uh, even if we don't articulate it, it's it's something that comes up pretty frequently in, in on, on the IT side of things. I've been finding it pretty powerful just openly articulated i think it's that's a technique that i would like to suggest people try now and then just you know like you don't want to go exercise growl and snarl and say you're welcome future me and then you'll know, just <laughs> do it and then one day when you're like running for the bus and you're not winded and you realize this is because i've been exercising regularly which i need to start doing and i'm working on that but um you know, when you do, when you realize that, then you say, oh, God, thank you for all that exercise past me. And you know, it, <laughs> it kind of, I mean, I'm not saying it's like your, your, your emotions are going to fly through time or anything, but, you know, it, it creates more of a connection to your future self and past self that way, I think. Um, let's see what else. Um, in addition to using the Pomodoro timer and hearing it ticking, to give myself a mm -hmm. sense of time passing when I'm, I only do that when I'm really, when I'm really having trouble getting myself to work. I keep iTunes running and um, wandering through my music collection and random by album. Because, you know, an album is going to be about 45 to an hour, right? That gives yep. you a sense of time passing. And if you realize I've been sitting here, if you realize I've been sitting here for like, you know, half this album refreshing twitter and you realize it because it just it you know it just changed from i don't know like it changed from some from selected ambient works volume two to skinny puppy you know <laughs> no 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 uh cognitive dissonance there no <laughs> oh yeah you mean that, that 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 kicks me in the ass and says hey time just passed and sometimes i'll say you know, I, I've been working hard for an hour grooving to Selected Ambient Works Volume 2 or whatever, and I'm like, I can take a break. Or sometimes it's like, oh my god, I've been slacking off. I should get back to work. 
I don't always, but you know, it's a trigger to do that. Um, performance enhan performance enhancing drugs are useful. Make your own balance between what's legal locally and what works for you. <laughs> that's uh, that's fair. Since since my current performance enhancing drug is um, pretty much caffeine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, caf caffeine, uh, alcohol is a favorite for a lot of writers. Be careful of falling into that one. Yeah. I, mean, you know, I, I live in I live in Seattle, so I've got the marijuana option, and that one works pretty well for me. You know, figure out what works. Make your own compromises with your local laws. If you need something that's that's illegal, be super sane and know your dealer. Be careful, don't get caught, and try to stay away from the harder ones. <laughs> yeah, because nothing, nothing will ruin your productivity like a a a, a, a being held on on narcotics charges. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they yeah. don't let you take your computer into jail. I hear. I mean, no. Um, other things, if I if I cannot, if I look at like the next pages of a comic, and I'm like, God, I just cannot make myself work on these. A lot of the time, then what that what that means is that I need to sit down and stop trying to draw the next page, and I need to sit down with my sketchbook, and I just need to like freeform write the next chapter or so. Just you know, I get it outlined, do some do some fragments of dialogue, and then that gives me enough of a knowledge of where I'm going next to write the next page and start turning that into drawings and final draw and final text. Um, and I mean, you know, other times I've just been working on it too damn much and I need to spend the day reading or playing a video game or going out and getting some sunlight. Sunlight's very important to me. Mm -hmm. um, I think not enough people are getting sunlight. I'll, I'll be honest, you know, nope. and it's probably harder in the Pacific Northwest. I have my, I, the, the arrangement of my apartment, it's a two bedroom apartment. And most people would make the room that I'm sitting in right now my the living room. It's the big one with all the windows, and it gets the most of the sun during the day, whatever sun there is. That's my studio, on the theory that I kind of want to spend all my time basking in the sun. Why not make it the room where stuff gets done instead of the room where I kick back and watch TV? That's fair. Yeah, no. And um, I will also... Since I don't have to work at an office, I just take my laptop and I throw it in my bag along with the Wacom tablet, and I will go sit in a cafe and work. When it's summertime, I will go sit in the park in a shady spot, um, and I'll just sit down, take my tablet, put my laptop on my lap, put my tablet on top of my bag, and I'll spend an hour or so working. I'll spend an hour or so working, sitting on a one low-traffic footbridge over a gorgeous tree-lined ravine. And it's like, you know, that's a good place to sit and work. And it gets me some I've, I've seen the photos. And, yeah, I'm jealous of that one. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to miss that so much when I, move, when I get around to moving, although I'm sure I'll find somewhere else. I keep oh, on... I'm sure, I'm sure. I, I, I'm at this point where I'm trying to find an excuse to move down to L.A. And if I do, I mean, you know, I'll take my computer out to the beach and work. It'll be heaven. Yeah. 
That's hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm I'm an Atlantic I'm I'm an Atlantic Ocean person, not a Pacific Ocean person. Mm-hmm. So I I I get that idea of heaven, but it's it's uh, certainly a different. It's a not quite as angry a, a, an ocean or beach. Yeah, your beach <laughs> your beaches aren't quite as blissful as sitting on as sitting out by Santa Monica or something. I mean, the I grew up uh, in New Orleans, and the Gulf Coast beaches were a little stormy in general, a little undertowy. Yeah, just a tad. Yeah, but I mean, you know, whatever whatever you can do to get out to take your work and just sit your butt outside at somewhere nice, as much as possible, I wholly recommend doing that. You know, work remotely as much as you can if you're stuck in the office, I guess. Um, and if you're if you're working solo, then what the hell are you doing sitting at home twenty four seven? Find a way to make your find a way to make your kid as mobile as possible. Whatever you do. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the hybrid problem. I. Mm-hmm. I... I work from home, but my my current work involves a lot of I sit in my office all day in front of the computer, and I can't really be that mobile with it. Um, there, it's only like a couple days of the week where I might be able to go to work at the coffee shop for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, that's not always uh, conducive to con calls. So. Yeah, I mean, if you've got to make if you've got to make a phone call and stuff, and I mean, you're stuck being at home, you don't want to be at a coffee shop being that guy who's having a conversation exactly exactly um, let's see anything else that's in my notes that i feel like i want to talk about um so i i mean let's see do i do the low-key pomodoro method i use time sync mm-hmm. mostly to give me my time give me an idea of my time i put a I put stuff that's not necessarily work in there because I still want to make myself think about, you know, I'm going to dance class. I want to get some laundry done, whatever. Right, um, right. I usually do. I usually still write the lists on paper rather than digitally. I've tried a bunch of productive of to-do list apps. And the only one I ever really lo- I ever really warmed to was Astrid on Android with the location awareness plugin. And I left Android, and I just have not found a to-do app that did that. I'm like, that worked for me. Nothing else did. So it's just paper. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Say thanks. Believe me, there, there are so many people mourning the changes to Astrid and, and um, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff still. So, yeah. I actually, I have some notes for basically someday I want to try and persuade some programmer type to work with me to make a super cute version of Astrid that does the parts I missed. Just, you know, you have you have a bunch of tasks, you have tags, and you can say that, and you can say, tell me when I have things in this tag when I get to this place. Just, just that, yeah. nothing else. You know, it, it works, that method works cra- works crazy well for me, and it probably won't work for many other people, but oh god, it worked. Sam, <laughs> um, so yeah, track, track big project status in the Max file system. 
Um, mm-hmm. I have iTunes Random by Album, Performance Enhancing Drugs, um, <laughs> and of and also of course other people, other people to bounce their ideas off when they start feeling stale. Oh. Somebody to touch and get the and get that oxytocin hit that that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, I the in my case those are often the same person, which is why, when, which is my my boy after my boyfriend became my ex, we, he ended up becoming my ex with benefits, because <laughs> because he is very good he is willing to listen to me ramble about my crazy story ideas and ask me useful questions or tell me or even say I don't think this part is working and I think you could do this to make it work better if you get a relationship like that it's worth hanging on to I'm trying my damnedest let me tell you <laughs> yeah. and you know and also like you know other people can help do can do stuff like you know they can fulf- they can deal with shipping your books after your Kickstarter for you, so you can get back to drawing the next one. They can uh, they can ha- you know they can help you pay the rent. Just you know, other people don't sit don't be completely alone. It's real easy to turn to a monk with this, with a with something like I am aware, yeah. comics. And it's hard it's hard to to reach out, but you got to do it, and it's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And and if I can't make myself work on work on a thing, ask myself what part of the process is it waiting for me to do and go do that instead. And I guess that's basically it for how I get stuff done. Wow. So that's that's really cool. And Thank um you. I'm I'm really excited to be able to share all of this with the listeners. Um, you can edit it down so, to something coherent. I maybe. <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm a little fast and loose sometimes with 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 editing on uh, on interviews, which is why I warned you about the PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I figured um, I would ask. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's. Uh, I think that uh, that is a lot of information, and um, thank you very much for agreeing to do this. And thank you very much for having me on. I'm, you know, I mean, hey, some of your some of the people following your your podcast might decide they're interested in my stuff, and and we both get a new fan and that's, somewhere along the way. And that's kind of what it's all about. Um, so uh, once again, um, tell everybody. Uh, the things that that you've you've been working on give that that one last plug at the end of the yep. end of the interview all right well i just recently finished decrypting rita well my graphic novel about a robot lady dragged outside of reality by her ex-boyfriend and um it's about it's all for free online on my website you can all and um very soon you will finally be able after much after much hassle to order a copy of it and have it delivered to your hands can also of course find me at um at, at various cons around the pacific northwest and buy it from me um i finished that i am working on a i am currently working on a eight page story about a about a vampire lady for an all trans anthology of comics when i finish that off i will be getting back to working on five glasses of absinthe which is a a pornographic furry fantasy comic about a thief with a score too big to fence. 
and her many bad romantic <laughs> decisions. And I will also probably get back to playing with Parallax, which is a um, TV show proposal that's turned into a multi-artist comics thing that I'm trying to wrangle. Um, you can support all Oof. of this stuff via Patreon, and you can find um, all of this stuff on my website, which is egypt.ernash.com, E-G-Y-P-T, like the country, dot U-R-N-A-S-H, like an urn full of ashes, so goth, dot com. <laughs> All right. Um, and I'll make sure that uh, links to all of that are in the show notes uh, yes. for this episode so that people can just click on the little more link and there's <clears throat> all those handy places to go. So, and I think um, my Patreon, right. if you want that link, is um, probably patreon.com slash Egypt um, I don't know that one off the top of my head like I do my own URLs. It's on my site. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up and link it as yeah. well. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you. Okay, um, we're back. I uh, hope you enjoyed that interview with Peggy. I had a lot of fun talking to Peggy. It's uh, it's always good to see how other people in other fields are organized because I'm finding as I talk to different people inside of IT who are writers, who are artists, who are students, that everybody does sort of things differently and while a lot of them are taking lessons from me, I'm taking lessons from them, right? So there's that. Um, as Ursula continues to play with OneNote, I'm going to show oh her some... Oh my god, I can draw on this. Yeah, you can draw on it, and you can you could do handwriting too if you wanted. Um, it isn't really good. It doesn't do handwriting recognition, but it's a thing. Um, so we will... We'll play with this, and we'll take it to Worldcon with us, and we'll see how it goes. Um, for those of you who are going to be at Worldcon, uh, please feel free to come up and say hi, introduce yourself, uh, say, hey, I listen to Productivity Alchemy. I will have the business cards with me so that uh, you too can get the I Bet Kevin badge off the site. Thinking of badges, this week's badge code, ooh, what is this week's badge code, is um, Mission Fail. All one word, all caps. Mission fail. Because we failed that mission we gloriously. We really did. Um, and that's okay. Yep. We um, have learned we are not mission statement people. And this is important. Um, so thank you all for listening. Thank uh, you to everyone who comments on Twitter, who sends an email, who writes comments on the uh, website. You guys we are fantastic. Fantastic. desperately to help me come up with a mission yes you are you are all fantastic and i really appreciate it um i cannot emphasize enough um how grateful we are at least i am that you guys are listening and oh, commenting. No, i'm totally grateful yeah um 
that you guys are listening, that uh, you're you're giving me feedback, uh, as I learned back in Wood Badge all those years ago. Um, feedback is a gift, and it is up to you to decide what to do with it. So your feedback really is appreciated. Um, that all being said, um, thank you for listening, and we'll probably see you in two weeks because we're going to Worldcon. We're going to Iceland, and then we're going to Finland, and I'm excited. So. Um, you guys have a great two weeks and, you know, keep up the, the great work and the feedback and all that stuff. And we'll see you then. I think I broke it. Uh, okay. Then we'll fix it.